Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will be glad and rejoice in it. And I want everyone under the sound of my voice to join us as we worship the Lord together. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, we give you praise and thanks for all of your goodness and your mercy. Lord God, we know that it is nothing that we've done that allowed us to be here, but it is just your love, your grace, and your mercy that has allowed us to see another service. And for that, Father, we say thank you. We bless you for the love that created us and that sustains us from day to day. Lord God, we praise you for the gift of your Son, our Savior, through whom you've made known your will and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your church, not just this church, but for every church that is open in your name. Help us now to treasure in our hearts all that our Lord has done for us and enable us to show our thankfulness by the lives that we give holy to your service. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. We're ready now for our praise team. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to give him glory this morning. Anybody feel like praising him? Anybody feel like praising him? Come on, don't fool me now. You feel like praising him this morning. He's been good. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. hallelujah. You get the highest praise. You get the highest hallelujah. praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are holy. You are holy. Lord, we, Lord, we and God. Say that again. Highest praise. You get the highest Hallelujah. praise. Hallelujah. You are holy. You are holy. Lord, we exalt. Lord, we end. Here we go. For you, for you have done great For you've done For you, for you have done great Ooh, you've done. 
further in the service by our deacons. The scripture for the morning will come from Philippians, the fourth chapter. I'll start reading at verse 11. It reads as follows. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the situation of living in every situation whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. God's word for God's people. Good morning. I want to take a second this morning and just say, do anybody ever question why do I pray? Why what I'm praying for? A reason reason you ever you ever receive something that you didn't go after and it just fell in your lap you ever receive love that you thought you couldn't have and it's just there uh you ever been lifted out of a situation that you knew you didn't have the strength to lift yourself out of it's it's, it's a reason to pray it's a reason to wake up and just say thank you. Simple, simple word, thank you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for allowing us to be loved by you. Thank you for allowing us the ability to recognize why you love us so much. Thank you for the ability to give what you ask us to give. And that's just praise, simple praise. Lord, thank you for allowing us to make it through this work week. Thank you for protecting our families. Thank you for protecting our friends. Thank you for protecting our church. Lord, thank you for the vision that we have. Thank you for allowing that vision to align with your word. Lord, today I just want to say thank you don't want to ask for anything today I just want to give and that gift I want to give you is just praise and understanding that I, what I have and who I am is of you I ask these blessings in your son Christ Jesus name amen join me in the reading of our church covenant as our responsive reading Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, congregation, and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God, angels, and this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore, in the aid of the Holy Spirit, to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge and holiness and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, 
to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to support of the ministry, the expenses of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintance, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagement, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, intoxicating drinks as a beverage, and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid each other in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in leading, filling, courtesy and speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation, and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay, all. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's words. Thank you. Good morning, church. Uh, please join me in our congregational this morning, this little light of mine. on today at 1 p.m. in the Family Life Center gym. And don't forget the health ministry is inviting you to wear pink on next Sunday, October the 27th in recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. <laughs> 
And you can stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today between services to learn more about the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. A member of the health ministry team will be there to offer you the opportunity to sign up or learn how to offer support. The Walton Elementary Career Day will take place on this Friday, October the 25th. For more information on how to become involved, please see Sister Alistair Morgan. The Cage Apple Children's Department will create holiday cards for soldiers. If you have a family member or a friend serving in the U.S. military, please submit their name and address to Francis Mack or Sandra Crowley by November the 3rd. And please be sure to check our bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab in the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Good morning, K-Chapel. Well, you've seen the announcement. We've been advising you all and telling you all the upcoming kickoff for the day for the parent and youth. It's going to be held in the gym right after this service. So for those who's live streaming, we ask you all to come on back out. It rained, but don't let the rain stop you. This is about our kids and our children's growth in this church. We need everyone who is a parent or a grandparent with children to be here today. We won't hold you long, and we're going to feed you as well. So come on back out. Be with us today. Amen? Amen? All right. Thank you. Now it's time for our benevolent offering. It is time for us to help someone that's less fortunate than ourselves. Let us give and let us give cheerfully.
Help us, dear Father, to be cheerful givers of our time, means, talents, and self to you, and use us in the upbuilding of your kingdom. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So good to see each of you, my father's children, and we want to see all of those who are visiting with us on this morning. As we recognize our visitors, we also want to welcome our new members uh, by giving them, the, extending the right hand of fellowship to them this morning. If you're here this morning, we invite you to come to the front and stand as we extend the right hand of fellowship to you. Uh, James Arnold, James Johnson, Irving McDonald, uh, Grady Morrow, Tamika Morrow, James V. Taylor Sr., and Florence Taylor. If you all are here, won't you come now and stand up front and we will extend to you the right hand of fellowship while they're coming. We want all of our visitors, if you will stand, if you're visiting with us and you're not a member of K Chapel, won't you stand now and let us greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All visitors are standing now. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to have you. Come on, let's give them a hand, K Chapel. Come on, K Chapel. God bless you. So good to have each of you sharing with us on this morning. Whenever your schedule is allowed, we want you to come back, fellowship with us right here at K Chapel. If by chance you're looking for a church home, we want to convince you that you have just found home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get right here at K Chapel. This is our fellowship period.
service it was a little warm in here at the eight o'clock service but Perry all of a sudden it's gotten a little chilly in here Perry it got a little chilly in here didn't it those of you who don't know what I'm talking about it got a little chilly because I see some men over here uh, who are part of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated you know we talk about being ice cold amen amen and so I want to ask members of Alpha Phi Alpha Gamma Upsilon chapter if you will stand be recognized we thank God for your presence on this morning amen God bless you. Good to have you all with us. A couple of my line brothers I see are out there in the crowd too. Amen. We thank you for sharing with us on this morning. We're celebrating our 70th uh, birthday actually, founded in 1949 on the campus of Tulu College. Uh, and so we thank God for them stopping by and celebrating uh, this Lord's Day with us as well. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Good morning, Kay Chapel. You know, at this time every Sunday, you receive information on those that are in need of your prayers, your calls, your support, all that you can do. As always, we're going to ask you to continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Mother Dolores Curry lost her niece, Miss Rosemary Stamps. A memorial service will be held on Wednesday, October 23rd at the Tabernacle Christian Fellowship Church at 1 o'clock p.m. Sister Alina Price lost her cousin, Violas Snow Eubanks, in Atlanta. Funeral details are incomplete at this time. Sister Ann Alexander lost her son, Reginald Antonio Harris. Sister Loretta Williams lost her husband, Mr. Alonzo Williams and Sister Rochelle Bingham lost her uncle. Stay, uh, please remain in prayer for Kenny Williams. He is still in the hospital. We'll also stay in prayer for those that are recovering at home, which is Sister Del Belong, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blunson, Sister Dorothy Aldridge, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, and Destiny Smith. And I have a card here from Sister Cropper she, and from the uh, Everett family. They have th sent a card thanking you for everything that they did, that you did for them at their time of loss. 
And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God because you're healthy that you can. Amen? Now let us prepare for our uh, offering. For those of you that are visiting with us via way of live stream, there should be a number that you are able to see on your screen that you can give to, to the Lord as well. And let us tell the reason why we give. You're asking, why do we give? These are the reasons why we give. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness for, for God supplying provision in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the mission and ministries that occur here and around the world through K Chapel. Hear now the word of the Lord. From what you have taken and offered for the Lord, everyone is willing is to bring the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. Ushers, you're in charge.
Oh uh-huh. 
this is everything we need him to be. He will be all that you need him to be. Moses got in a hurry one day and asked the Lord, the Lord, who do I tell him sent me? And God said, just tell him I am. I am who I am. I am what I am. And I will be for you what I need to be. God is. And when you are convinced of the isness of God, you can live life contently. When you are convinced of the isness of the Almighty, you can live a content life. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Content living. Content living. Paul writes in the book of Philippians chapter 4, these words will serve as our watchwords. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith, to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Content living you may be seated in the presence of the lord this this passage this passage angelic i must confess is one of my favorite passages in all the bible i love it because of how it's written i love it because of what it says i love it for the implications that exist for the believer's life i can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul says, I've, I've learned in whatever state I am, whatever's going on in my life, what, if it's good, if it's bad, if it's, if it's raining or if it's sunshine, if, if I'm sick or if I'm healthy, if I have much, if I have little, whatever state I'm in, Paul says, I've learned to be content. But if I can be honest with you this morning, though I love what that says and how it's written and what it can mean if properly applied, content living does not come easily. Especially when you live in a world that is filled with discontenting circumstances. I can be honest with you, it's hard to be content. When you see police officers kill innocent people in their own homes, they're eating ice cream and playing video games, and a police officer comes into their home 
and kill them. And, and one of them, one, one, one who is charged with murder, however, gets less time than others who have been convicted on lesser charges. It's hard to be content. It's hard to be content when you see Felicity Huffman pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to steal admission slots for her daughter to go to college and get a 14-day sentence when a man by the name of Willie Smith in Waco, Texas steals a rack of ribs and gets a 50-year sentence. It's hard to be content. It's hard to be content when you see a system disadvantaging one group over another group. It's hard to be content when you know that the rules don't apply the same to everybody. It's hard to be content when you know you've got to work twice as hard to get half as far. It's hard to be content when you see people compartmentalize their faith to rally around an immoral and indecent, unethical, and unprincipled leader because they agree with his politics. It's hard to be content when you live in a state that continues to fly a racist flag, refuses to fully fund public education, and chooses to close hospitals rather than expand Medicaid. It's hard to be content when you see the slow deterioration of our city, some of which is done to us, but if we're honest, some of which is done by us. It's hard to be content. Content living is sometimes easier said than it is done. But good news this morning is that contentment is not impossible. I heard Paul say at the conclusion, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Means in the face of the inequity and the injustice, I can still somehow find Contentment In the face, yes, of even racism, I can find contentment. In the face, yes, of discrimination, crime, killing, I can be content. Why? Not because I'm okay with it happening, but because I have something greater on the inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Paul said, I've learned in whatever state I am to be content, which suggests that living a content life is not something that people inherently just know how to do. He says, I've learned. In other words, you, you, he didn't just come here with this information. But along life's journey, he picked it up. As life unfolded, he discovered what it means and how to live a content life. Watch this when life deals you a bad hand. Anybody ever been dealt a bad hand? Anybody ha ever had to just play through? Y'all looking at me like you don't play cards. Quit acting like you ain't spend some time in Warren Hall playing spades. Quit acting like, amen. When you're dealt a bad hand, you just got to keep playing. Believing that eventually it's going to go your way. How do, you, how do you live a content, content life? How do you learn to do so? If Paul says if you're going to learn to live a content life, the first thing you've got to do, you've got to learn how to not compare. You've got to learn how not to compare. Content living will evade you as long as you compare your life. Somebody help me preach this. As long as you're comparing your life to somebody else's, you will never be content. 
The reason some of you are not content right now is because you keep going on Facebook and seeing what your friends are doing. Amen, light. You're not content right now because you're looking on Instagram and you see what somebody else is going on vacation. You're looking at the house that they're building. You see the person that they're marrying and you're comparing everything that they're doing to what you're doing and it breeds discontentment. But if you're going to learn how to be content, the first lesson is you've got to stop comparing your blessing to somebody else's. <laughs> I feel like preaching if y'all would come on and go with me. Instead of comparing what you have to somebody else's, you've got to learn how to be thankful and be grateful for the blessing that God has given to you. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, instead of looking and being jealous yeah, and, and, and deciding that I want some of what they got, listen, you really don't know the whole story of what they got anyway. You, you really, you just looking on the outside. You really just see the, so you don't know the real story. Somebody say, if you knew everything that was going on behind what I got, you think you want it. You don't want what I Amen. Yeah, yeah, but stop comparing what you have to what somebody else has. The soul singer had it right when he said, you may not drive a great big Cadillac against the white walls, TV antenna on the back. You may not have a car at all, but brothers and sisters, you can still stand tall. Just be thankful for what you got. I wish somebody would act like they know the song that I'm talking about. Diamond in the back, sunroof top, digging in the scene with a... Uh-huh, you knew it. In other words, you don't have to have what somebody else has in order to be content. Learn how to be thankful for what you have. If you don't have a Bentley, thank God for your BMW. If you don't have a BMW, thank God for your Buick. If you don't have a Buick, thank God for your bike. If you don't have a bike, thank God for bus fare. If you don't have bus fare, thank God for a body. Thank God for Mike and Ike. If you don't have Mike and Ike, thank God for whatever means of transportation. I saw a brother on Livingston road just yesterday wheeling himself down in a wheelchair be thankful for what you got Paul says I've learned I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content somebody say I he said watch this I've learned in whatsoever state I am not what you got what I got not, not how you're blessed, but how I'm blessed. I'm going to start looking at you and thank God for what he's done for me. Whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Do I have a witness here? So the first thing you got to do, you stop, you got to stop comparing yourself, your blessing, your thing. To somebody else's quit coveting somebody else's spouse and start thanking God oh don't get quiet on me now quit quit looking at at how it looks like their relationship is and start watering your own y'all ain't talking to me in here S start watering your own relationship and you'll be surprised brown grass will get green if you water it. Yeah, yeah, brown grass will get green if you fertilize it. Brown, brown grass will grow if you tend to it. Wish I had a witness in here. Second thing, second thing, not only do you need to stop comparing, but you gotta learn how to not compete. 
learned how to not compete. I've learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith. The term therewith is interesting because what Paul is saying is, listen, not only am I not going to compare, but I'm going to see what God has given to me, and I'm going to use what's mine. Watch this. Not to compete with you, but I'm going to use what he's given me for his glory. Therewith, what God has given me. Therewith, what God has placed in my hands. Therewith, how God has uniquely crafted me. Therewith, I will glorify him. That means, that means, that means that, watch this, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I discovered, wait a minute, God, you gifted me with this. That means I don't have to be in competition with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even preachers sometimes, tell the truth, it's a shame the devil, preachers sometimes get in competition with each other. Tr trying to decide who's got the best hoop and who's got the best church and who's got the biggest, don't y'all act like that, you know I'm telling the truth. And, but, but when you get comfortable, watch this, in the skill and in the gift that God has given you, you discover you're not in competition with anybody else. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, because all I want to do is be the best me. All I want to do is use my gifts fully. All I really want to do is make sure that I'm maximizing what God has placed in my hands so that it cannot be said that I sat on it and buried it and didn't use it for his glory because I thought somebody else was better than I was. No, no. Just use what you got and stop competing with somebody else. I wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, yeah, some of us cannot live contented lives because we find ourselves competing with our brothers and our sisters. Yes, we've got to learn how to put down competition and how to watch this celebrate our own successes. Can, can, I, can, I, can I really preach that for a moment? One of the reasons, one of the reasons contentment evades so many of us is because we're so busy looking at the next thing, preparing for the next thing, planning for the next thing, that we don't take time to thank God for this thing. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And, and, and at some point, rather than looking way down the road, you, you ought to take some time and tell God, thank you for where I am right now. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have plans. It's good to have goals. But, but don't always be so focused on where you're going that you forget to thank God for where you are. Help me preach this if you don't mind. It, it, listen, I, it reminds me, it reminds me of, of, of David when he is taking the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And the Bible says that every six steps he took that he stopped and killed a bull and a fatted calf and began dancing unto the Lord. And I know some of the people who were in that procession said, listen, David, if you keep doing this every six steps, we'll never make it to Jerusalem. But David said, no, you don't understand. Every six steps I take get me that much 
closer and I'm going to thank God for those six steps. I'm not going to be so concerned about Jerusalem. I'm going to thank him for every step I take gets me closer and closer to where I'm going. I wish there was somebody in this house who would just thank God for every step you take. I might not be where I'm going, but I thank God I'm not where I was. Every step I take, I'm going to glorify him for this victory, for this success, for this milestone, for this breakthrough, for this miracle. I will glorify him. You can't be content. Watch this. You can't be content if you're so focused on the end that you don't take time to thank him during the journey. Mm. Thirdly, thirdly, if you're going to live a content life, if you're going to live a content life, you got to learn how to not complain. If you're going to live a content life, you got to learn how not to complain. Don't compare. Don't compete. Don't complain. He said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. That means to be at peace with where I am. Watch this and not Complain. There are some folk who are just professional. Oh, you know some of them, I see. They, 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 they hadn't figured out anything else to master, but they have mastered the art of complaining. Amen. Nothing is ever right or good or good enough that there's always something that could have been better. And if there's any error, they're always going to figure it out and point it out. They are masters at complaining. Stop complaining about everything. I know it may not be perfect, but thank God that the thing that he's giving you is meeting your needs. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Hear me and hear me well. I'm not telling you that you should not have high aspirations. I'm not telling you that you should not have goals and, and want excellence and, and not settle for mediocrity. I'm not telling you that you should not uh, challenge wrong where it exists or unfairness or raise issues that need to be raised. Neither am I telling you to lower your standards or lower your values and just be content with anything and everything that comes your way. Be clear. That is not what I'm saying. That is not what this text is teaching us. This passage is saying, rather, no, you've got to learn how to handle life as it comes. Recognizing that everything isn't going to go your way. Oh. He, he said, I've learned how to handle life no matter what it brings to me. In other words, I can have high hopes and high expectations, but watch this. If things don't turn out the way that I hoped, the way that I prayed, the way that I planned, guess what? I'm content. I'm content. Why? Because I've learned that my God will supply my needs. Paul says, listen, the, the, the reason I've learned, the reason I've learned is because I've learned, watch this, that luxury is not the thing that makes me live my best life. He says, I've learned. Paul, remember, Paul was a tent maker. He, he said, listen, my, I've been called to preach, but if preaching, yeah, if people don't, don't, don't bless the minister and the ministry and bless the preaching, guess what? I can always go back to making tents. 
He said, I'm not afraid to work, and I know how to work, and I have a craft that can work this for me. And, and Paul says, listen, I, I, I've been up and I've been down, and I can, I can make it either way. Either way this goes, I know both how to be abased and how to abound. That means I can make it with little or I can make it with lot. I don't have to have it, but it would be nice. But if I don't have it, guess what? I'm good. Now, listen, you can't say that if you ain't ever been down. You, 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 somewhere along the way, and let, let me go ahead and say this, the, 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 the way you learn how to live content, you got to learn how to live with less. You got to learn how to live with less. In other words, all this stuff that we have, it's good, but most of it ain't necessary. Y'all ain't, I lost somebody already. It's good, don't get me, it's good to have good things. Don't get me wrong, it's good to have nice things, but, but don't get so caught up in it that if it leaves you, that you're freaking out, that if suddenly the bottom falls out, that you've lost your sense of center. No, if you've centered your life on those things, you've centered your life on the wrong stuff anyway because those things are fleeting. They are as vapor. Cars will rust out. Houses will burn out. Listen, clothes, malls will eat out. you got to base your life on something that is more substantive than the things that will fade and pass away and Paul says if all this stuff leaves me I'm still good because I know how to make it I've been pulled before pulled don't scare me y'all ain't talking to me in here he said I've been without before I, I've been without before and if the heat go out I know how to chop wood if the air go out, I know, I know how to fan myself. I, don't, I, I, I like having these things, but I ain't got to have them. I, I know how to make it. If, if I don't have salmon in the refrigerator, if I got a can of sardines, I, I know how to open a can of sardines. I know how to put some hot sauce in it, give me three or four saltine crackers, spread it on there, and before you know it, I got a meal right there. If, I'd love to have ribeye, but guess what? If I got a rag bologna, I can cut it right there, and I can make it real thick. I can make it real thick and get it browned on the edges, and it'll hold me all night long. I love, I love to have pork chops but I know what to do with pigtails I, I know what to do with any of these things I know how to make it and if you're going to be content you got to learn how to survive with less I know how to make it having little doesn't, doesn't bother me come on and talk to me if you can anybody ever been there yeah, yeah, I, you, where, you know, where you know that you'll be all right if you got to go back to raising. Don't y'all act like y'all didn't come up raising chickens and hogs and raising your, li your livestock and your, yeah, your vegetables. And yeah, you go in the field and pick it and can it and freeze it and when winter come, you still eating like you were eating in July and August. It's y'all come on and talk to me if you can. Somewhere around the way, we got to remember how to survive with less. It says I've learned, I've learned. But then the last thing, if you learn, you'll learn how to be content. You got to know and learn how to make it with the master. You got to learn how to make it with the master. That's what Paul says, I've learned. Listen, he says, I've learned that whatever state I am, I can be cool, I can be calm, I can be content, because I know that my God will supply all my needs according 
to his riches in glory. See, and you can be content when you know that. When you know that, that God is going to give me what I need. I didn't say he was going to give you what you want. But he said, God, my God shall supply all my need. What I need, God will supply. Somebody's tried him before. And you figured out that God supply 